Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, 2 Timothy 3 from the New King James Version. Here's what the Apostle Paul was writing to Timothy. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, boy, I tell you what, it seems to me like we're in the last days today. And listen to this list and see if you don't recognize so many of these traits. It says, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Boy, there's two out of two already. Boasters, uh uh-huh, check. Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Check, 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 check. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. Oh, my goodness. Brutal, despisers of good. (laughs) Not only doing bad, but something that's wholesome and good. They despise that. Despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Notice this, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Now, of course, not every single person has all of these traits. But Paul is saying, in the last days, you're going to see these characteristics in society. And we see all of these characteristics in society. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. So in other words, even the church world will have a form of religion and godliness, but deny the very power of the living God. It's all a form. It's all a, a, a religious ritual. It's a, a, something that we do, but we don't really believe in the very power of the living God invading our lives today. He goes on to say, and from such people, turn away. From such people, turn away. Turn away from all of this group, including those who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. They deny that God is working actively in our lives today. From such people turn away. Verse 6, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, excuse me, verse 7, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So notice he says that there are people in the church world that deny the power thereof, but some of them will pray upon, and I don't mean that they necessarily even know that they're doing it, but they take advantage of gullible people, people that don't know any better, people that don't know the scriptures, don't know the word of God, don't know the truth. And uh, they come in and they bring them into captivity to do what? Well, sometimes just give us money. Give, 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 give. And just listen to us. Don't listen to anybody else. We're the true church and so on and so forth. And and so he's saying, hey, uh, these people are led away to various lusts. Listen, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Always learning. They're learning, learning, learning. I'm into this, and now I'm into that. Now I'm into the other. and But they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth about 
God and his workings in our lives according to the scriptures and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifested or become known to all as theirs also was, as Janus and Jambres also was. In other words, God confronted that. God confronted those who resisted Moses and let them know, you're on the wrong side. You may think that you're on the right side. And this is what happens. People are deceived. People get critical. People uh, rise up against leadership, and they think that they are right and they're holy. But uh, the Bible says, and Paul says to Timothy, hey, they're doing it in today's day and age too. And that was Paul to Timothy some 2,000 years ago. Well, guess what? They're doing it today, just like this. And God will confront it. it sometimes he's patient and he takes what we consider a long time to do it. But nonetheless, it will be confronted. It will become manifest. And these people that are trying to rise up against true godly leadership, they will eventually be exposed. Verse 10, but you, Timothy... And I added, Timothy, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and I, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, watch this, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Isn't that powerful? Sometimes we talk about the Apostle Paul as if the Lord did not deliver him out of these persecutions. But he just says right there, he makes a bold statement, and he says, oh, persecutions happened to me all over the place. And we know his list in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I mean, he listed so many persecutions that he endured. But notice he says here, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. In other words, I'm still here and God protected me, even though I may have been beaten with rods several times, stoned, shipwrecked, etc., etc. He said, look, I'm still here. God delivered me. I'm still preaching the gospel. I'm still ministering. Verse 12, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. This is a bold statement. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. In other words, persecution is going to come, and you can avoid it by not doing the right thing, by not standing for truth. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go and blast everything that you believe to everybody in every situation. No. Uh, in fact, Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that we want to be prayerful about uh, what's going on and prayerful for our leaders and for everybody that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. So he's not saying that we need to be big mouths. No. However, there is a point where you not saying what is true goes into ungodliness because now you're giving a false impression to people and you're just trying to avoid persecution. Notice again, verse 12, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. All, all. 13, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14, but you, talking to Timothy and us, 
but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. Of course, he was talking to Timothy about what we would consider today the Old Testament, because they didn't have yet the New Testament. As you can see, it's being written. So he says, and from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, even the Old Testament. Some people think, well, that, that's outdated. Oh, no. <laughs> this The Old Testament, just like the New, came from the heart of the living God who is eternal. He's never outdated. His words are truth. And so he says, the Holy Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now we get to this famous passage here in the last two verses of chapter 3. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The English Standard Version says, is breathed by God. All Scripture is breathed by God. And this is the, the understanding of the Greek uh, the original here. All scripture is given by inspiration. See, God is exhaling scripture. He's breathing out scripture. All, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, is breathed out by God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, before I go to verse 17, let's just stop there. All scripture, well, that would, that would include the Old and New Testament. All scripture, this whole Bible, let's say it like that. This whole Bible was breathed out by God and is profitable for doctrine. All scripture is profitable for doctrine. So in other words, you can't just take one little place in the uh, Old or New Testament and find a doctrine and not allow any other part of the Bible to speak into that doctrine. No, the whole Bible, all scripture is given by inspiration and profitable for doctrine. What does that mean? Well, because this whole book was inspired by God, it does not contradict itself even when it seems to. <laughs> Did you hear me? It does not. The whole thing is profitable for doctrine. This is why Paul said in the former chapter, chapter 2, that we have to be diligent to study the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And so he says here, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. All Scripture is profitable for reproof, like a verbal correction. All Scripture is profitable to correct, to correct, to actually make changes, to help make adjustments, not just verbally, uh, reprove somebody, but to actually make changes of corrections that need to be made. And all scripture is profitable for instruction in righteousness, verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So notice the word of God is inspired, all of it is inspired for doctrine or teaching, for reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. All of it is inspired that the man of God, that's you and me, men of God, women of God, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why the Word of God is so central to us being equipped. Praise God. This is why, by the way, 
we started the BFAM Training Center, BFAM, Be Fruitful and Multiply Training Center, so that we could take the Word of God and equip people for the work of ministry. And this is what it says. Now, this passage goes right into chapter 4, so we'll have to save that. But when we start chapter 4 tomorrow, we'll start back at verse 16 and we'll flow right into it because these verses all go together in a powerful passage. But let's just say once again, thank you, Lord, for your precious, holy, written, inspired word, the God-breathed word. And through this word, we receive all the teaching and instruction, correction that we need. We're thoroughly equipped for every ministry calling, every good work, family calling, everything that we need to fulfill our assignments and to please you. So thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.